The Women's Fund for Scotland is Scotland's only dedicated fund for women and girls. I'm Susan Morrison and this is our podcast where we talk to inspiring women improving the lives of those women and girls today. We meet Amy, bringing Glasgow girls a touch of New York swagger. Can you just give us a background, tell us a little bit about the, the Glasgow Girls Club? Yeah, so the Girls Club, we're based on a model that I discovered in New York in um, 2012. Uh, I was moving to New York and I've got, I've got family that live there and I decided I was going to give it a bash. Um, little did I know that that was to be uh, quite, uh, slightly sidelined as I discovered the Girls Club in New York, the Lower East Side Girls Club. I wanted to volunteer to do something to, to support. I didn't know it was young women at the time that I wanted to support. I just knew that I wanted to help. It was an orphanage in Nepal originally that I was trying to support through through my family. And they introduced me to the Girls Club. And from there, basically, one thing led to another. And the, um, the, the founder of the Girls Club and I decided that it would be a good idea to uh, start a girls club in Glasgow and bring the girls from Glasgow to New York. So I thought that in my in my naivety, I thought, I know, I'll just like find all the girls through all the youth clubs in Glasgow that would want to come and I'll work with the youth clubs and then I'll just set up trips and I'll stay in New York. But um, that uh, quickly became um, not the thing that I did. So uh, I basically spent a couple of years coming back and forth to figure out... Um, what a girls club like that would look like in Glasgow because it's probably good to say that the the Lower East Side Girls Club was just is just this formidable um organization uh, at the point when I discovered them they had a 20,000 square foot building with three floors for women for girls and young women um 10 floors of social housing had also been incorporated into the build that they'd just done um, they were a grassroots organization and really had just built this up over like the 20 years previous they were set up to to just give that extra bit of help for for young women, expose them to, you know, all the great things that are available to them in the world that they potentially might not have been able to, um, sort of have the experiences of. So we we based it on that. Um, ten years later, almost. In fact, over ten years. By the time I said that was two thousand fourteen. By the time I incorporated it, um, we are now we're a CIC, we're a social enterprise. We've done two trips to New York. We have partnered with the police, um, with local government, local council, um, and uh, education as well. We're doing we're doing a, a little bit of stuff in the schools and in partnership with community police and campus police. And we've really honed in on um, girls at risk of crisis. So that's our sort of place that we're because we're we're small. You know, we sort of started off. I st- I had a full time job for the first six years as we set up in Glasgow. So it's only been the last uh, two or three years that I've actually been able to, do, ironically, during the pandemic, I've been able to sort of dedicate my time to it. So um, I've went full-time over the last few years and we've just been motoring away, really sort of building. We're all about building relationships and building collaborations and spotlighting other organisations. So that sort of first piece that I was trying to do, which was find those organisations that were doing good work, help them to connect with the work of the Girls Club in New York, We've still we've stayed true to that. Like we really, really big on partnerships. So, um, yeah, we're 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 really excited. What a terrifying concept! Uh, bringing Glasgow girls together with Lower East Side New York girls. I mean, I can see the world quail in the face of that. Um, that that mighty army of oh, yeah, women. <laughs> and you know, it's funny you say that because that actually was the big. That was my big driver when I was meeting the girls in the Lower East Side, and there's these. 
fierce warrior young women who are like, oh my God, I love your accent. Can we come to Glasgow? <laughs> like we really and I'm like, oh my god, they're like, we we really we love Scotland. And it's like for me, coming from I came from Kilmarnock as well, and I could just imagine my little 15-year-old self thinking to know that there was a girl in New York or in Lower East Side, this like cool, like kick-ass like young woman that thought that my accent was cool would have blown my mind, you know. Oh really yeah. So and I just thought I've got to be, I've got to like make this happen, bring these girls together. And when they did, they spent a couple of weeks um, together and they went to camp and they had their own dacks. We did it twice. Oh. And it was just, it was explosive, you know. They just, it was like a, a meeting of a meeting of minds. Like they just had such a. It must have been. Time. Imagine being in the middle of that. It'd be like standing in the middle of a nuclear reactor. Why young girls in crisis? I mean, and, and why young women in crisis? Why did you hone in on that? We started off working in partnership with other organisations, so youth clubs. Um, was one of them. We worked with Royston Youth Action, who are an amazing organisation in the, the East End of Glasgow, just doing brilliant stuff with families and with young people in the community. And we did some brilliant stuff with them. We took we, we went together to New York with Royston Youth Action the first time. But the next time we went to New York, we worked with a, an organisation called um, Why People. They have an arm and what they do is supporting young people who are affected by homelessness. Mm. So we actually worked with them on a couple of films as well. And the impact that we found we had when we worked with that group, particularly um, with one particular young woman, um, we found that we started to become a connector for her. So we actually, by default, we we ended up introducing her to um, opportunities and pieces of our networks that actually helped to really transform the direction of her life. She ended up going on to college and, and doing doing really fun, amazing, creative stuff, um, wants to be involved in TV and film. So... Um, the stuff that we'd done with her just felt like it was really relevant and really, really helpful and helped her to sort of build that confidence to be able to just pick up her life again and, and, and with gusto. So what we recognised during that period, because we were volunteer-led and we were working on a really small sort of scale, so we had one of our board members was a health and social care partnership consultant. He really understood the landscape of at-risk um, people, at-risk young people, um, and that sort of space between being at risk of crisis and coming out of crisis so that actually those two spaces were the spaces that you could that you could have a huge huge impact because when people are in crisis it's difficult to sort of you know navigate that and there's a lot of services doing brilliant work to do that so what we recognized was that actually where our strong point was at either side of that so when the risk which is where we worked with that young woman she was at risk she was living in a supported accommodation setting her life was in chaos she went into crisis we were there for her when she came out of the crisis and through all of that you know we we got that sort of feedback at the very end to say thank you know thank you for sticking with us and and that um and it was kind of unconscious in our from my perspective but it was our health and social care partnership board member that said user community connectors like this work that you can do within these spaces of crisis at risk or coming out you know really is an important space and you know let's sort of get into that sort of space to to to, to see where we can actually put a bit bit more structure around how we apply for funding as well because at that point we were just here and scare them we didn't apply for any statutory or any sort of grant funding women's fund were actually the first that we applied for and what did the grant money allow you to do we applied for a fund to help us to build um a digital 
resource that could signpost girls and young women um, in Glasgow. So it's Glasgow focused just now um, to resources, but really looking at how we support girls and young women and how we also support those that support girls and young women. So, for example, the youth clubs, carers, so people that are kinship carers, uh, families, parents, so that they can get access to resources that are available for, for young women. Things like toolkits, training kits, um, sort of training services, youth clubs, so that we're really doing that deep dive to, to to map out what exactly is available for young women. So we really want to make sure that we can do that kind of forensic uh, deep dive into the the landscape in Glasgow and, and spotlight these organisations that are that have got that focus on young women. And um, so in the app, what we're doing is um, tagging it and filtering it through the training and through the toolkits so that you can actually like sort of zone in and see exactly what you want to see. That is, to use a Glasgow phrase, pure dead brilliant, isn't it? Because um, there is a lot of help out there and stuff out there, but it's finding it sometimes. Uh, or, or the array can be bewildering. So this idea that you're talking about tailoring it as well, it's absolutely, that's, that's fantastic, Amy. And does it help you to know that like the Women's Fund for Scotland has a great network of connections as well that you can zap into and that that can help you too? Yeah, I mean, that's like, it's funny because it's like the technology is like just a, um, as technology is, isn't it? It's a mirror of what we're actually doing in, in real life. I am. Yeah. Um, like, you know, that network that exists in Scotland um, through networks like the Women's Fund, all of those networks of women um, and, the, and the support that the Women's Fund can give through the sort of financial side of stuff is you know, really it's just the lifeblood and the fact that that is existing in Scotland right now. And I think when we first started in 2012 and the Women's Fund were existing then as well, a lot of people would say, you know, why would you have a girls club? What about the boys? Like, you know, and like, well, that's great. And you know, and it's great because now there's loads of stuff for boys as well. Well, there's not enough for boys, to be fair. There's a lot of stuff for men. There's a big focus now on men's mental health, which is great. Um, but back then, you know, and, and even now, I was at a Women's Legacy event yesterday and the conversation around the inequality that still exists for women and young women, um, the lack of support, the all of that stuff, you know, it's so, so real. And, you know, it almost feels like, you know, they're only being the Women's Fund is just incredible because there should be much more, I think. Apparently, uh, only 1.8% of funding goes to women's groups for charitable funding which is like what um one of the things that struck me in the in one of the films that you did what was the phrase that you were using pure dead love yourself pure love yourself that's an insult in a way and or you pure love yourself so you do but you uh, you turned it on its head in a way didn't you you went to New York and you taught it and they, they were going and Americans I love that Americans went well of course you should love yourself is that the sort of thing you're teaching young women love yourself yeah, yeah, I think like that kind of self worth is at the heart of of everything. I mean, really, isn't it? Like, if yeah. you don't, and I think that thing of like, if you don't love yourself, you can't love anybody else. I don't really don't like. There's a whole kind of thinking around that, isn't there? But I don't know if that's that's too accurate. But um, that was one of the things in New York that they were just so good at, like calling out their strengths, you know, and and shining a light on and how great they were. And sometimes, you know, and I don't mean this, the, the, I don't mean this of the girls' club. But some people in New York are really good at like selling themselves when actually kind of not like as good as they as they think or they say. You know, they're really good at marketing themselves. We just don't have that in Scotland. We don't have a lot of that. We're not very good at doing that. 
I thought it was brilliant. I, I mean, that you were actually encouraging young women to look upon themselves favourably, not constantly judging themselves and others. And there was also uh, one of the interviews, and you had the little thing underneath that said who they were, and it was a, it was almost like a job title. And I thought I've never thought of it this way before, but it kind of sums it. And it said underneath, "Big Sister." And mm. I thought if we could all, if women could be better big sisters to our young sisters, mm. is is that is that what the Glasgow Girls Club would like to see? Yeah. And the feeling really that we try to impart with the girls is that we are like their big sisters. Essentially, we're mapping it into education. We're mapping it into kind of um, uh, expectations and outcomes of curriculum. We're working in partnership with the schools to look at how do we bring girls back into schools that are maybe not going as much, especially since the pandemic. Um, you know, so we are very much based and grounded in that sort of, you know, almost classroom Kind of focus, but really the the kind of ethos and the feeling that we've got is really that network and going back to the women's fund and the network of the women, um, that 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 looking at the girls that are coming through that are 15, 16, 17, 18, that we want them to then become part of the women's network and the women's sort of um you know groups that we work with because one of my main colleagues just now is actually a former member so she's 23 now and she started out with the girls club and now she's like you know finishing a law and social policy degree and um so that for us if we could just have an army of 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 girls that come through and end up working for the girls club that would be my dream like you know find find out what their dream is and then but and, and and to show them how to build their their work in the girls club around that which is kind of what the girls club in new york do as well all the different departments they have it's like what's your passion well i love you know art or i love okay like let's get you like hooked in to become like an arts facilitator with the girls club or let's get our you know sophie loves reports and you know it's like okay like come on like help us do the research for this app oh amy looking at the girls club online and, and talking to you it, it's it's made me want to be um i'm too old to be a big sister but i can be a, a, a mad great auntie no no one's <laughs> ever too old to be a big sister thanks amy thanks Susan. thank you for joining us and listening to this story i hope you've been inspired And if you would like to support the Women's Fund for Scotland, search for us online and listen out for our other podcast episodes.